A Moment in Time, Britain and Europe, Part 2, Insular but Not Isolated. There is a traditional view of British history in the early Middle Ages that goes something like this. Written history begins with the Roman conquest in the first century AD. The Romans brought civilization, Latin and proper plumbing. They left in 410 AD and were replaced by barbarian chaos. The native Celts fought bravely but in vain, according to the Welsh, or were weak and pathetic, if you are English, and were replaced by vigorous Germanic invaders called the Anglo-Saxons. These are the ancestors of the English, while the remaining Celts became the Welsh and Scots, living on the so-called Celtic fringe of Britain. The Anglo-Saxons were a little rough and uncouth, but quickly converted to Christianity and became civilised and English. Few serious historians would support this view now, but it lingers in popular history and in gene-testing companies that will, at a price, analyse your DNA and proclaim you 23% Anglo-Saxon, 15% Celtic, 13% Viking, 5% Genghis Khan, etc. It is a stereotype, but one that persists in nationalist ideas that the Anglo-Saxons were a single ethnic group who passed on their culture and genes to us, their descendants. In the 19th century, believers in US and British superiority often proclaimed this shared Anglo-Saxon and particularly white Anglo-Saxon Protestant heritage of these countries. It's not hard to see the resemblance between this idea and the beliefs of some guy called Hitler, and these racist concepts still lurk in the darker corners of the internet. In truth, the peoples of early medieval Britain were separate neither from one another nor from the rest of Europe. Even the traditional version acknowledges that the Anglo-Saxons came from elsewhere and were converted to Christianity by missionaries from Rome. But the reality is even more complex and interesting. The Welsh, or at least their ruling elites, were already Christian and they converted their Celtic cousins in Ireland. St Patrick was from Britain, as I like to point out every March 17th. The Irish, in turn, brought Christianity to Scotland and to what is now Northern England. Irish missionaries also took their faith to unconverted parts of Central Europe. For example, an Irish monk living in Germany in the 9th century wrote a poem about his companion, a white cat. Alone together, scholar and cat, each has his own work to do daily. For you it is hunting, for me study. The diverse peoples of Britain and Ireland were creating a common culture around Christianity, traditional pagan influences and the legacy of ancient Rome. The art of these people, characterised by swirling ribbon-like designs, is often described as Anglo-Saxon or Celtic, but art historians give it a single name, insular, of the islands. In everyday English, that word means isolated or parochial, but the world of these early Britons and Irish men and women was anything but... I'm Michael Evans, instructor in history at Delta College. This Moment in Time is a production of Delta College History Department and Delta College Public Radio.